This extended hour of the Inside Outside Guys is sponsored by McFarland Painting. To change your home's interior or exterior look, get an estimate at McFarlandPainting.com. Now here are the Inside Outside Guys, Ken Calverly and Chuck Bridenstine. Good morning and welcome to the Inside Outside Guys bonus hour with special guest Mick Farland painting. You know, Chuck, for a long time, painting, people just thought they could do themselves. I even thought I could do myself till I saw a true professional like Mick Farland. I don't touch painting anymore. It's like it's like a kid drawing, you know, kindergartner painting compared to Picasso. And I'm just terrible at it. And when you get a true professional painter, boy, you can tell. Well, that's why you and I are so excited to have McFarland painting on with the inside outside guys, because I think the I think people have been sold a bill of goods in terms of it being a do it yourself project. So we're going to dispel that theory during the next hour and we're going to inter- yes. reintroduce our audience to a true professional company that can handle that uh, project for them. Yeah, so what's the right paint? What's the right interior? What's the right exterior? What's good for ceilings? What's good for walls? What kind of caulk should somebody use? We're going to go through all of that with our next guest, Mick Farland Painting. We want you to stick around for the next hour of the Inside Outside Guys right here on WJR. Welcome back, everybody, to the bonus hour of the Inside Outside Guy, sponsored by McFarland Painting. And uh, probably two months ago, uh, our audience had the opportunity to meet John McFarland, the owner. But, John, let's let's reintroduce you to uh, the listeners of the Inside Outside Guys and give some background as to how you started the company, how you got into it. Sure. Um, I kind of fell into it, to be honest with you. It was a, a first job before I had a, a license to drive. Um, an older brother was a live-in manager of an apartment complex and got in a tough spot with a painting contractor that bailed on him. Uh, called my house phone at the time. This is pre-cell phones and um, got a hold of my dad who was handy and said, I'm in a tough spot. I need a hand uh, painting a unit. I have new people coming in on Monday. And so that was my that was my first job. I rode my bike there for a few months before I got my license. And uh, we were tasked at a young age of 16 of, you know, buying the material, painting these apartments start to finish, and then invoicing the management company. And uh, it was it was a really good experience and a great first job. <laughs> That's amazing. So you literally, as a result of somebody else that had been hired that didn't show up, <laughs> got to put your foot in the door. I got my foot in the door. And then after, you know, my first summer home from college, I did get a job with a local painting contractor, you know, that did more of what we do now, residential repaint work and some higher end work. And, um, you know, that was a a great learning experience, but that was similar too. Uh, He had a couple other young guys that kind of quit and bailed on him. And I was thrust into, you know, more of a sole management role and get stuff done um, probably a little early, but uh, you know, I had to, I had to make people happy and start and finish jobs on my own after being with that guy for about a couple of weeks. So, so, so were you with him for a couple of weeks and you just said, <laughs> Oh, I love this trade. I'm going to go into this trade with everything I had. I'm sure I saw it went right. You know, it was, I was into it. I liked the challenge. Um, I did like the challenge. I like this. I still like the change of scenery. You know, every job, even though it's similar is, is different. Every customer is different, you know, so you got to handle people differently. Some people want, you know, the whole explanation down to the nitty gritty and some, you know, say hi and bye and they're out golfing when we're doing jobs. And I like trying to get a read on how a job had to be done in that regard, you know, from the get go. 
Um, and it was always interesting to me. So. So how did you gain your experience with regard to, like Ken alluded to earlier, you know, what do you use where? There's so many different products, so many different applications. There's a ton. And the biggest thing is they're constantly changing. And even, you know, new products come in the market, but they also, the big manufacturers, PPG and Sherwin, I mean, they change formulations. And so there you kind of mentioned earlier about, you know, uh, homeowners trying to paint themselves. And if you paint yourself every few years, that can that says X is going to be different than it was last time you used it. You know, they're removing harmful things or expensive things out of it and, and substituting. And uh, so our guys are very, very astute at trying to go through when the, the big companies come out, we get trial runs of new products and we test them. Uh, and it's not trying to find out if it's cheaper. Um, is it going to perform well? Is it going to hold up? Uh, is it the right fit to change or do we want to alter it? Are we happy with what we offer? And, you know, our guys are doing that about every other week. You know, we're testing products in their home or in a client's home who's kind of on board with it. Um, you know, and, and we we constantly are evaluating products and trying to figure out what the best stuff that's out currently is. So, John, for our listeners, um, tell them if they call you and they want an entire house done, explain the process. How does it go from the first call to them when, when they're done? Absolutely. So they, they're going to get somebody in our office every time they call. They call between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. They're going to get a live person answering the phone. We're going to take basic information from them, obviously, name, address, phone number, email address, how'd you hear about us, uh, get an idea of what they're looking to have done. We currently have four different uh, you know estimators in the field. They all have a little bit of a niche and some expertise that if someone wants a handrail, you know, refinish, that may you trigger us to send a different estimator if it's a big commercial property maybe somebody else so we try to pair people with the the most experienced staff we can um, our in-home estimate is booked for an exact date and time so not the cable guy four-hour window if we say we're coming tuesday at one o'clock we will be in your driveway a couple minutes before one o'clock um, in-house estimate takes anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour depending on type of project and how many questions people have most are 30, 35 minutes. Uh, and within 24 hours, they're getting a typed, very detailed proposal that's going to spec exactly what rooms to be painted, what surfaces, what level of repairs, what type of product, how many coats, um, any options that they may have that were discussed in home. You know, are we thinking we may not want to do walls in this room? We might just want to touch up trim or do ceilings or things like that on exteriors. Things are priced a la carte, like shutters and doors and if people are unsure you know what they want to do we list those as options and they have all that you know the next day uh, typed an email to them often with pictures you know our estimators will take pictures of the outside of a home um, when it says fascia on west elevation they, they'll circle what fascia we're talking about so that when our crew gets there there's no question what are we doing and why and how wow yeah it makes wow. perfect sense i know that's it's like i'd like to print that answer up and, and publish it. That was a fantastic answer. <laughs> and I think it's, it would impress the listener to hear the detail that you guys go into because miscommunication is, is a big issue with what you guys do, isn't it? Potentially. It's a lot of, I mean, there's terms that are kind of, you know, builder speak like fascia that a lot of homeowners don't know. Yeah. Um, and then there's people that call fascia, you know, different things. So you have, trim boards and there's clap siding and there's soffits and people don't know what all these things are. And some have, you know, synonyms that, uh, you know, you may say tomato and I say tomato and we need to know exactly what we're doing. So when our guys show up to do an exterior paint job, the last thing we want is a homeowner thinking 
something was going to be done or be done differently and then be surprised when our crew says, no, 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 that wasn't included on your estimate. I mean, that's, that's not a good situation. So. Well, that's why all that communication is so important. Um, we get a lot of emails and one of the biggest complaints we get is they had it caulked or they had it painted, but they didn't prep well enough. They didn't take the caulk out like they should have. We always say caulk needs to go, especially if it's starting to peel in or, or delaminate, you don't caulk over caulk. Can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Cause people who don't have an eye for painting will miss that stuff. And that's really important to the final product. Is it not? Yeah, it is. Our, our standard process on exterior is, you know, regardless of the shape of the home is pretty similar. We're going to pressure wash everything. We're going to recock all gaps. Uh, anything over one eighth of an inch and larger is going to get addressed. Um, we're going to use a high quality urethane caulk. So a high flexibility product that's going to move with the house. Um, and then we are going to spot prime any bare areas. You know, the paint that we use says, it primes uh, and it does an okay job with some things, but true bare wood or water stain stuff is still going to get old fashioned oil based primer um, before we top coat it with a latex acrylic because it just works. Um, and we don't try to guess and, and dumb down products too much. Honestly, we use the highest end products for everything because the savings, you know, a couple bucks a gallon is years off the life of a project. And, and we'd rather get a call back to do something on the inside for a client than, than, you know, deal with the failure on the outside at five years or six years. Well, you mentioned um, latex acrylics, and I know that's going through a lot of people has what kind of paints are to be used where we get back. Let's talk about that a little more. Let's talk, talk about colors and color selection. Okay. You're listening to the inside outside guys. Stay tuned for more with McFarland painting on 760 WJR. This extended hour of the Inside Outside Guys is sponsored by McFarland Painting. To change your home's interior or exterior look, get an estimate at McFarlandPainting.com. Now here are the Inside Outside Guys, Ken Calverly and Chuck Bridenstine. Welcome back to the special bonus hour of the Inside Outside Guys sponsored by McFarland Painting. We just introduced you to, or reintroduced you, I should say, to John McFarland, the owner of McFarland Painting. But John, your company is a uh, comprised of a team, isn't it? You've got a lot of players that are important to your success. Yeah, we got uh, about 45 or 50 individuals that are better than myself. So certainly. A team. <laughs> I respect that you said that you've got one of them with you here today, Kyle Ketchbaugh, uh, and he is Kyle's uh, position production manager. Yeah. Production manager, project manager. He runs a team of about 10 guys in the field on a daily basis. I like that. So what is what are his duties generally? What is his responsibility to me as a homeowner that hired McFarland Painting? After you've had a quote and had a you know an approved quote and you said, okay, this looks good, you're gonna get turned over to a guy like Kyle. Uh, he's gonna do a, a pre-job phone call with you and talk about, you know, the date that your job is scheduled, what to expect, what to do to get ready for his team so they can do a, a quick, efficient job. Um, answer any questions you may have, technical stuff on the quote, making sure you know we're all talking about the same things. Um, and then when when the crew actually starts, Kyle will do a walkthrough with you and, and with the actual quote out and make sure you know what you're referring to as bedroom one is what we're referring to as bedroom one. We don't want to paint a, a daughter's room the wrong color and a son's room the wrong color. So color placement, you know, timeline, job flow, you know, what we're doing when. 
He's going to go through all that stuff. I mean, they are these guys in the field are definitely the most critical part of our company. That's the product that we're selling is the service and, and their job is that customer service component, you know, the entirety of your project. So, well, only, uh, company's only as good as his leader and the leader is only as good as his team. And you have Kyle on with us right now, Kyle. So when they, when you get to a homeowner's house, you know, how's it go? You, you walk around with them. You tell them what's going to go on really easy meeting. Is it, is it low key at that point? I mean, you get there and you kind of just treat it as your guest in their house. Right. So I'll show up with my team. I have my team. They start unloading supplies, getting ready to go. I go to the front door, introduce myself, to the client and then introduce them to the team. And then while well, my team is getting stuff ready so we can get ready to jump into it, I try to walk through with the client and, you know, really trying to make them feel comfortable having strangers in their house. So, but when I get there first, it's stranger, but when I leave at the end of the day, we're friends, you know what I mean? Um, so go through, I take our, our job order, our quote, or estimate, whatever you want to call it. And I go through every line item and specifically talk about every detail on that line item, you know, Ask them, you know, hey, in this room, I see there's a couple of dents in these walls. You want these patched? There's these random nails over here. You want those taken care of? There's some failing caulk in this window here. I'm going to touch that up for you. Um, and just go through all that and make sure that we're all on the same page and their, their experience that they're expecting is what we're going to deliver for them. Um, you know, with the size that we are, there are a lot of people they talk to before we even step into the house, right? And my job is to make sure that all of that lines up. To what I'm about to do in the work that uh, the work that we're going to perform for them and leave them with, and that they'll recommend us and have us come back at the end. And John, of course, you know Kyle being out there, he's got the authority. If there's any changes that need to be made, he doesn't have to call you and ask you. It doesn't have to be a bunch of a big headache. I assume Kyle out there has the authority to make pretty easy changes on the job site. Yeah, addition, subtraction, small changes, you know, uh, a few hundred bucks, Kyle and his crew handle that, you know, right in, in real time. Um, larger stuff or, or big changes a homeowner might want to add, maybe we call an estimator back out uh, to make sure it's, it's, you know, exactly the way everyone wants it. But these guys handle almost everything that comes up in a project, you know, color change. Unfortunately, when someone doesn't like the color they pick, they'll walk them through you know, that color selection and, hey, it's only one coat, let's see two. You're seeing a little bit of the color coming through on this first coat. It's not accurate. Um, you know, they they handle all that stuff in real time. Well, they do a great job of it. When it comes to color, I remember years ago when I used to do some decorative concrete, I would give the homeowners, I may have had 20 choices. You have hundreds. Do, do homeowners tend to, to eventually trust you? I mean, I can see it really stressing out some homeowners trying to pick colors. Do they eventually say, guys, just put on what you think will look the best? And I hope they do, because you guys know what will look the best. We get that a decent amount, especially on exterior work. I feel like homeowners are a little bit more open to the professional recommendation. Interior with, with finishes and fabrics gets a little bit more finite. Uh, on exterior stuff, you know, our homeowners are good. They, they take our lead. We have uh, good, um, good. just added to our staff a color console um, person that's going to be out there doing that. Uh, nearly full time. And that is the single biggest uh, hiccup or stressor for our, our clients is color. I mean, it bogs down. Even the, the most confident people get really wound up about colors at times. So let me ask you, your color consultation person, what kind of experience do they have in the industry to be, be able to come in and do that? 
Uh, quite a bit. Actually, we were uh, lucky enough to onboard somebody that was a former uh, large brand store manager. That's what I mean. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've been dealing with every homeowner that goes in there and stands in front of that wall of the color cards for an hour and unsure about it. And, you know, so she understands how to walk people through that process and what the lighting is going to do. Picking out a color in a store is not a great look. You want to do that in the home. Um, you know, those fluorescent lights inside Home Depot and Sherwin Williams and things like that are look nothing like your living room. So it's got to be done where it's going to. Kind of ends up Makes being sense. a great point. I, a slight digression, because I'd like to keep talking about this color, but I'm just thinking about Kyle. This is a career for you. How did you evolve into this position with McFarland Painting? Yeah, so I uh, moved down to the Ypsilanti area back in 2012 for school at Eastern Michigan. Um, started out working for a couple of smaller companies, just doing summer work, you know, trying to get that tuition paid. Um, after finishing up with college, I didn't really know exactly where I wanted to go. So I kind of resorted back to what I knew at the time, which was painting. Um, worked for a couple other smaller companies and then really decided to like, okay, if I'm going to make a career change now, it needs to happen now, or I can take the five years experience that I've already had and apply it somewhere and, and make this grow into something. Um, which at which point I found John and McFarland Painting and been here for almost three years now, I think almost to the day actually. Um, and John, and the cool thing about this company is it really lets you set yourself up for what you want. You know, I can I come in, I tell John, hey John, this is where I want to be, this is what I want to do in five years. And John says, okay, you do this, this, and this, and you'll be there. And he really sets up the roadmap. It's not just coming and paint every day. Now, if you want to do that, he has no problem with that, but he also wants to help people, you know, elevate themselves to where they think they can get to or where he thinks they can get to, even if they don't realize it yet. Wow. Now, a question for you again, Kyle, when you said you worked for a couple of smaller companies, because we all know there's a lot of companies that are just two men in a van, two men in a truck. How big of a difference is it to work for a company like McFarland Painting compared to those companies? Oh, it's tremendously different i mean it's a the operation style is is crazy it's i mean like an assembly assembly line right everyone has their spot everyone has their place everyone does their job and it just kind of flows and goes smooth um i mean like one of the biggest things is with a bigger company is well you have a little bit more money to help you know purchase tools and equipment you know smaller companies sometimes they you know they're worried about how much tape you're going to use when you're taping off trim or whatever whereas <laughs> here it's like oh you need a new sprayer, go buy a new sprayer. You know, it's right. It all works right. out and you have a lot more freedom to really perform at the level you want to perform. Right. It's everything's not nitpicky. It's just very open and very accessible to all the employees here. Well, I've got to guess you guys buy that tape a semi load at a time. <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. <laughs> I bet it does. I bet it does. <laughs> so when it, so when it comes to, or interior painting, what's the biggest concern people have you coming in their house? Uh, you mentioned earlier trusting. Um, do you find people hover over you or are they more likely just to let you guys go and do your job, which obviously you want? Yes, both. I mean, it's everyone from the person who wants to sit there with their cup of coffee right behind me while I'm, you know, cutting <laughs> in their walls. Um, I've had homeowners even try and jump in with a roller before. Um, on to the point where people are like, hey, we're going to Hawaii for the week. Here's the keys. Uh, see you later. You know, send us the bill kind of situation. And honestly, I don't mind really either one. I mean, the working by myself is nice too, but I, I like 
the personable experience. I like communicating with the homeowners. I like that I'm done with the job. They're going to call back in the six months for their other one to be paying. They're going to request Kyle comes back to do it. Um, to me, that feels gotcha. like a job. You know, I, I've gotcha. that relationship with the client and, you know, they only want me back now. They don't care about anyone else. And that's, to me, that's a win. You know, getting a, the house painted, anyone can paint the house, but building that relationship and having that yeah. trust with the client is really big. When we get back from break, I got a question for you. Like they have finished carpenters and then they have, uh, you know, rough carpenters. Do you have finished painters and rough painters? Like certain guys you'll let do the trim and the, the baseboard and other guys you won't let touch that stuff. Let's, let's uh, talk about that when we get back from break. Stay tuned for more with the Inside Outside Guys sponsored by McFarland, McFarland Painting only on 760 WJR. Welcome back, everybody, to the special bonus hour of the Inside Outside Guy, sponsored by McFarland Painting. Right now, we're talking with Kyle Ketchabaugh and John McFarland, the owner. Guys, we appreciate you being with us. Ken, you had an interesting question before we went to break, and I think it bears reiterating here. Yeah, you know, you mentioned, um, Kyle, you mentioned trimmed and baseboards and all that kind of stuff. Um, I know there's a lot of rough carpenters out there that, the boss will let them touch the finished carpentry stuff. Do you still ha you have the same thing there? You have specialists that only do the finishing compared to guys that do the walls and the ceilings. Yeah. So with painting, it's just another trade, right? And when we get a guy that's hired that has zero experience, they come in as an apprentice. And so their first few months is going to be learning how to roll a ceiling out. That's one of the easiest tasks to have, but it's also a great, has to learn and get comfortable using certain products and tools. Um, you know, they progress from that and then they'll start learning how to roll walls and then they'll learn how to cut lines. Um, and so it just, it's all progression based, right? And some guys progress a lot faster and some don't. So on the way we build our teams, the way my team is built is I have, you know, the guys that are super fine finish and that, you know, I can send them into, you know, we paint a whole house and I send them through with a couple of gallons of paint and say, all right, you're in charge of touch up. And they'll go gotcha. through with a fine detail and find all that stuff. And then I got the, the younger guys, the guys that are just starting out that they're just good at carrying stuff. And it's all <laughs> valuable and getting familiar with the tools we use and the process we have. And I mean, it's, you can't write a book on how to paint. It's impossible. There's so many different situations and different areas you find yourself in that you can't even think about until you're in that. And that's just part of the trade aspect of this job. Okay. I like that. And we talked briefly off air about licensing. Uh, this particular uh, profession no longer requires a license in the state of Michigan, though it did for several years, John. Uh, how do you deal with that? I mean, because virtually anybody can pick up a paint can and say, hey, I'm going to go compete with McFarland. Yeah, I think it's it, it's kind of a buy-in for me, right? So I've been a licensed builder since 05, not a painting and alteration contractor like it was labeled. Uh, and to me, I think it's just a different accountability, right? That I have for myself. Um, we have two estimators that are also licensed builders, um, have a ton of experience in the field. And um, there's value intrinsically in that to the clients. I'll give you a quick example. We had a call from a, a nice little lady we painted for last year, uh, just a sweetheart of a woman, lives by herself and had some peeling paint on a brick chimney. And she said, "I can you come out and look at it? And I said, well, sure we can, but." Um, it's not a paint failure. And she said, well, no, I think it is. 
And they said, you really need to have somebody come out and inspect your chimney. And I didn't give her all the information. So she did. And she had a gentleman come out and tuck point it and deal with the cap. And she said, oh, he called me six months later, said it's still happening. And I said, okay, I'm sorry. I thought that the guy that inspected the chimney would look and see you probably don't have a liner in your chimney. And that's what it is. She had a high efficiency furnace yep. put in a few years ago. It's uh, you know exhausting that, that damp air and it's just popping the paint off. Our paint really won't fail on its own. Something else caused it. And, um, you know, she was super appreciative of that, but I think that type of licensing and experience, that value that we provide to our customers is what makes us different. Another painting company, they might've thought that it was their product that failed and ran back out there and touched it up. And then they would still be failing. You know, once she had it correctly addressed, we went out there and at no charge to her covered under the warranty, even though it really wasn't a failure, we did our touch up and we handled it for her. And she's going to be set for life now. Um, and she's a super fan. And if I hadn't gone through the residential builder side of it and the experience with the remodeling, I don't think I would have that knowledge, you know, and yeah. that would be a disservice to our clients. So, you know, that's what they're getting with us is we have a lot of people with similar life experiences that we can draw on. And if we don't know an answer, we got a lot of people in this building to go down to the office and, and ask, you know, Hey, have you seen this before? Uh, the answer is almost always. Yeah. And, and this is the way to fix it. So, you know, John, we talk about that a lot on the show. People don't understand that when those chimneys are built, it, there's a lot of times gap between those flues and that moisture gets between the flue and the brick and pops the brick from the inside. And you're absolutely right. Um, people can get whole new chimneys replaced or, or repaired brick, but if they don't fix that liner inside, that's going to keep on happening. That's, and you're right. Most painters just wouldn't know that unless they have a building background like you did. Yeah. That's now we're right. in it for the long haul. I mean, I, I say this time and time again, um, I, I want to hear back from people, but I want it to be with a new project or a new idea or a, for a project at their friend or family's house. And, and we want to be around for them to get a hold of us. And um, we don't ever get a weird feeling when a customer calls or emails us back because it's, it's almost always good news, you know? I love hearing that. Hey, another service that McFarland Painting offers is cabinet refinishing. You want to talk to that a little bit? Yeah, it's uh, and you know, Kyle kind of spoke on it too. The specialization here a little bit, where um, we have an entire division that just really does cabinets. Um, these guys crank out, uh, you know, six to eight kitchens every single week. It's all they do. It is different than painting walls. There are different things that happen with it. Um, you know, we kind of give them a hard time. They're just guys that are afraid of heights and don't like being on ladders. So, they, <laughs> you know, they work in kitchens. Um, but, you know, it's a different skill set. It's different sprayers. It's different materials. And uh, we use a, a high quality industrial urethane on those that is going to hold up really well to uh, use and abuse because that's what happens in kitchens. So if someone wants a new look in their kitchen, including poles and handles and hinges and whatnot, would that possibly be a part of that project with McFarland? hundred percent. And it's one of those things that we encourage people. We're going to be removing hinges and poles to take the doors back to our spray booths. Uh, unless they're really, really in good shape or have sentimental value, it just makes sense to buy new ones. You know, let's go soft close hinges. Let's give people a better feel. Um, larger poles and hardware are very popular right now. So if we change those things out, they, they really feel like they got what they wanted at the end of the day, rather than just changing the color of the cabinets. There's more to it than that. But John, because you guys have a handyman division, you can do more of that kind of stuff where you can change out the, the, the cabinets, not the cabinets, but the uh, hardware and stuff like that. And also people need to understand because you do so many of these, you just said six, what, six yeah, to eight, six, six, six to eight, eight every week. week. Wow. You guys are able to keep up 
with the changing styles that are out there. I saw a picture on your website of a two-toned um, kitchen that you guys guys did that I just my I showed my wife, and she'll probably call you soon because it was absolutely beautiful. That was her first response: "Is that is gorgeous." Yeah, we and we have seven colors that we kind of call our stock colors. It's on every quote um, because one of the first questions we get asked is, "What are people doing? What's popular? What should I be doing?" And so, you know, we're probably at a point where we've had those for a year and a half. It's maybe time to cycle one or two out and put in new ones, you know, just like cabinet manufacturers do to keep up with the times. And hardware is the same way, you know, to to give people the look that they want. Okay. All right. That's um, your, your handyman division. Let's talk about that for a minute. What do you cover in your handyman division? What can people call you for when it comes to uh, that trade? Yeah, we, we do a lot of things that kind of coincide with painting. So if it's uh, door slab replacement, trim installation, baseboard, crown molding, things like that. Uh, maybe people want to swap out some, uh, you know, recessed lights to LEDs. Well, we're up there and we're painting. We're removing those trim rings anyhow. Uh, that is a great time to put in LED trim rings. Uh, most electricians don't love the call to go to a home to do a few of those. And uh, we're there. So it's it's cheap and easy for the client and it's easy for us. And um, it just checks both those boxes, which we're big proponents of. <laughs> you know, we always talk chop, chop, adapt, improvise, overcome. And you guys do, have done that. You've taken a, another call you had to make and another person you had to depend on outside of your company and brought it into your company to make it easier. And that is adapting. That's improvising. That's overcoming. And we love that kind of stuff. Absolutely. It, it's one more thing we can refer. One, I mean, your handyman division is is a tool for us to be able to refer to people, and it, it it's a blessing for us. It really is. How about stair railings, John? Will you guys get into that at all? Yeah, stair railings is kind of the the, the last couple of years has taken on a, a division similar to cabinets. I mean, we have a crew of guys that just do staircase refinishing. They're you know, sometimes it's just prime and paint a handrail and post and replace balusters. Uh, sometimes it's replacing posts. Sometimes it's some repair stuff. We see a lot of stuff that doesn't meet code with baluster <laughs> spacing that we're correcting quite a bit. Um, yeah. And that's another one that people really don't know who to call. You know, you ask somebody, who would you go to? And uh, there's not a lot of great options, honestly. Especially yeah. people that know what they're talking about. Sorry, Ken. I, no, I that's just, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and when it comes to hand railings, when you have kids, all those kids, I mean, the kind of paint you use is super duper important. If someone just walks into a, a big box store and grabs a white paint they want to put on their handrails, they're not going to be happy with that. No, the hand oil will actually deteriorate most common finishes over time. It will soften up those finishes on those those posts. So we use the same type of finish that uh, you know we use on cabinets for those. It's going to hold up over time. Hey, when we get back from uh, break, let's talk about your website. Let's talk about where you're located. Let's talk about the geographical area that you offer. You got and how far if someone calls today, what's the process from there? Hey, you're listening to the inside outside guys talking with McFarland Painting on 760 WJR. This extended hour of the Inside Outside Guys is sponsored by McFarland Painting. To change your home's interior or exterior look, get an estimate at McFarlandPainting.com. Now here are the Inside Outside Guys, Ken Calverly and Chuck Bridenstine. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the bonus hour of the Inside Outside Guys featuring McFarland Painting. And if you listeners out there have done what Chuck and I have asked you to do over the last few weeks, 
what Chuck likes to call the spring walkabout, take a walk around your house and take a look at what it needs. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there are so many little spots that you can't see that need touch up. And, and we're, we're talking with John McFarland right now. And John, you mentioned earlier about all the things you do, whether it's the, the shutters or the trim boards, there's not a spot on the exterior of the house that you cannot get to. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. Okay. And if somebody says, you know what, it's spring. I, if I call them now, they should be able to get out in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Um, is that fair? I mean, can they call you now and you guys just show up here uh, next week and start painting? You know, I wish that was the case. With, uh, <laughs> demand is, is really high still. It was high. It's been high for the last few years, but the last summer was was a really popular thing to get things done outside. Um, you know, so people have a, a question if they need an exterior paint job or not. I would have us come on and do a consultation. I mean, we'll be very straight and say, if we can touch up some window sills and the garage door jam that hits the cement in some other areas and, you know, get you three or five years, don't paint the whole thing or you know, you really do need to get this done and, and go from there. So call today would be the advice. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I would. I mean, exteriors were limited in Michigan. I wish we could do it all year round and we're limited. The spring is wet. So we're, you know, we're amateur meteorologists. We watch the weather. Every person in this company has more than one weather app and, and we'd love to do as many as we can. Uh, but the bottom line is we are limited. And, and the earlier in the year that people have us out, the, the more of a chance we'll get it done this season. Well, I got to tell you something that's inevitable, John. And Chuck and I have talked about this a lot. We believe that it's very smart for a company not to overextend itself in its its geographical area. And you're going to, without a doubt, get somebody that's probably an hour, an hour and a half away calling up and want you to come out and take a look at it, uh, take a look at their project. And I want you to kind of explain why you don't do that. Talk about the area that you do cover. Yeah, we're, we're very, very cognizant of not overextending ourselves or overcommitting. So we service 25, maybe 30 miles from our main office in Livonia, and then the same distance from our office up in Highland. We're at M59 and Milford Road. And so, you know, that services a lot of those northern areas that people might not think a company from Livonia would go to. Um, you know, we will go up there. We'll go all the way up to you in Schwartz Creek there, Chuck, um, with, out of that office. Good to know. You know, but um, we do have a limit. And the reason is if we spend, you know, two and a half, three hours a day driving, it's, that's a lot less time we can spend on a job site. It extends the days and times for our, our staff. You know, they're not getting home and they're working 13 or 14 hour days uh, with the time on the road. So we'd rather tell people right up front, we're not a great fit. You're just a little far. Maybe try to get them in touch with somebody that can help them Good. rather than, you know, saying we're, we're it and we'll be there. Are you looking for more people like Kyle? I, well, I don't, maybe not quite just like Kyle. No, absolutely. <laughs> Different personality traits, maybe, eh? <laughs> better looking mostly uh, would be great. If I could have, if I could have more people like Kyle, I mean, life would be very, very easy. Um, yes, more right now we are currently hiring uh, summer staff. We could add some crew lead type people. Um, we could add a project manager type person. We're certainly looking to develop that carpentry handyman division a little bit more. We could hire somebody with that skill set. I mean, um, we are blessed to be so busy and in a position where I think we could add several staff and have good spots for people. Is this a man only profession? No, um, you know, we have, uh, we have three females in the field right now painting. Um, we certainly have, you know, females in the office. I mean, someone has to keep us guys in line and, uh, they do a nice job of it, but our, our female painters are, um, I think really well received by our clients when they see them, it's just kind of a change of pace. Um, generally, and I think they feel really at ease. I mean, they definitely have a different 
tone and tempo and how they talk to clients, which I think is really nice to, to balance us all out and, and kind of keep us well-rounded. Um, John, you mentioned you started paying off when you were a, a young, a young man. And is that, um, a junior in high school, junior, senior, they want a job. They want to come and work for you during the summer. Is that someone you would like to hire young people and teach them the trade? It is. And honestly, on um, Thursday, I'm going to do a career day uh, at Brighton High School to talk to young folks about this and how it's uh, it, it's not a, a second class trade. This is a great field to be in. There's a lot of room for development. And, uh, I, you know, if they're a responsible 16 year old kid, um, I think I think the sky's the limit. We'd love to have somebody like that on board. And, and let's be OK. And let's say you're not going to throw a paintbrush in their hand the first day when you're young. I did it. Everyone here did it. We were gophers. We, we, we went for this. We went for that. We go for this. We go for that. But that's also part of learning the trade. I, I think you get to see the whole big picture a little bit better when you're involved in that. If you're if you're just stuck with a brush or a roller, that's all you're focused on when you're not proficient at those skills. So when you can go back to the truck or van and see the whole movement of a job, especially like on an exterior, I think you're much better suited to kind of know what to do next and be more valuable to those, you know, guys up on ladders. What ladders do they need next? Where's the next ladder set going to be? Uh, you know, that's for Kyle and his crew working outside. That's about a full day's job for somebody is just to move ladders and keep people up high on ladders and safe and uh, moving efficiently. Because if you have to get down and move your own equipment, um, we have really skilled labor then that's kind of stalled out. Well, you have a, you mentioned it quite a few times. You have quite a few crews. Um, if someone were to call you today, let them know, we mentioned this earlier, how long it would take for you to get out to them. Because you mentioned on break, you got, I believe, a hundred and some jobs back from last year. But with the amount of crews you have and the, amount, and the size of your company, you want to keep them going. You want to keep, uh, keep uh, punching out good customers and good clients. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, we're, we're booked on exteriors till probably maybe to the end of May, mid to the end of May. Um, you know, we don't overcommit. We start the season very slow where every crew or team is only doing a couple a week so that we can dodge the weather. Um, it really becomes problematic if we overextend ourselves and get a, a wet stretch of weather. So uh, we tell people we're going to be a little, a little conservative with that so that when we tell you we're coming the week of the 12th, we will be there the week of the 12th. It's not going to be a domino effect because it rained the week before. So now being from the concrete industry, do you ever get this where you'll call someone and say, man, there's a, a 20% chance of rain. If we come out, it will rain. If we don't come out, it won't rain. That's just how it works out. You're used to that probably. And people need to understand you. If you cancel a job for the day because of weather, it's because you want to make sure that they get the absolute best job possible. Yeah, we have to back it. And if we're backing it, we have to make that call. And it's not that we don't gamble a little bit here or there, um, but we really, really want sure. to avoid having any water spots or problems on a house because it got rain out, you know, really that morning dew is more problematic if it gets cool in the evening and we paint too late the day before than even rain. These products are pretty resistant to rain in a couple hours. Um, really doesn't cause a lot of problems, but that morning dew early and late in the season can be, can be problematic. John and Carl, you guys have represented McFarland paint, painting. Awesome here. You have answered every question um, like you've done it a thousand times. It just shows how professional you are as a company. We want people to call you for the next painting job. Would you do us a favor and throw out your contact information, please? Yeah, they can submit an uh, estimate request at mcfarlandpainting.com. They can find us on Facebook, Instagram under McFarland Painting and ask for an estimate there. 
Our uh, contact number is 734-564-6664, and someone in the office will help them out with an estimate and, and get it booked real quick. And if someone's driving and they don't have time to write it down, just go back to the computer and go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com. Click on Painting, and you'll find McFarland Painting. John McFarland, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on with us today. This is a special bonus hour. We appreciate McFarland Painting so much. Look forward to a great relationship in the future. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Inside Outside Guy with special guests, guys, McFarland Painting on 760 WJR.